Welcome to Sacred Leadership. I am Sacred Tassias, leadership coach, author, medicine woman, and entrepreneur. And you found the podcast where conscious leaders discuss and explore topics around modern business, ancient wisdom and spirituality, personal development, and success strategies to help you bring more depth to your leadership and create the life and business of your dreams while serving humanity and the earth. Today's guest is someone that I have a lot of love for and have been greatly supported by within my life and business. Emily Gallagher is a TEDx speaker, humanitarian, global event and podcast host, and a leader in the conscious business movement. She is the founder of the business coaching company Conscious Boss and is on a mission to help change the habits, patterns and behaviors of our global community through consciousness, social entrepreneurship and collaboration. Emily has hosted over 33 events across the world in New Zealand, Australia, LA and London with thousands of attendees and has shared the stage with powerful entrepreneurs such as Preston Smiles, Alexi Panos, Melissa Ambrosini, Peter Kelly and more. She has been a featured expert in over 40 podcasts, as well as various TV, printed and online publications such as Whoop, Boss Babe, Voyage LA, Next Magazine, Fashion Quarterly, Inspired Coach, Good Morning La La Land and more. She is based in between New Zealand and the US and is passionate about taking the Conscious Boss movement global and sharing the trends in all things conscious business, living and leading. In this episode, we spoke about the power and importance of introducing play into our lives and businesses as entrepreneurs, the how and why of building community, the power of listening to your intuition beyond your intellect, and what will happen in the world once more women step into positions of successful entrepreneurship and leadership. Emily, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to see you and that I get to have you on this show. You've been such a light in my life and my career, and I'm very excited to share your magic with my listeners. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, especially like in person with you here in LA and to do this with you. I'm really honored, so I'm excited to be here. Thank you, love. So firstly, I know you're someone that advocates introducing fun and play into our lives and mm. shares how that can benefit not only our lives, but our businesses. Mm. I know you are the embodiment of this. Mm. I have done business with you. I have trained with you and you really do bring that juiciness and that mm. bridging, um, the things that you love mm. into your business so that it's something that you can enjoy and not something that you just do mm -hmm. um, a lot. So... I think that when it comes to leadership and entrepreneurship, we can all take that advice on board and have a lot more fun. Mm. So I'd love to hear from you. What was the journey that got you to realize the importance of fun, rest mm. and play? Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that in terms of bringing it in, just bringing more play into leadership and entrepreneurship. And, you know, because I think the reason why all of us get into business ultimately is to like have a life that's full of adventure and fun and connection and play and all of the things that sometimes we can forget about when we're so stuck on building a business and creating a legacy and all of these things. And it's kind of funny that I, like, I love that you see me as that and know me as that because that was so not who I was a few years ago. You know, I was this like, con not controller, but like I'm a Capricorn. I like to know the way things are going. I'm really like need security, like all the things that are like work hard, you know, get results. Like that's how we become worthy and all of that. So that was 
definitely who I was. And I still have elements of that in my personality, of course, but um, it was really through being that person that then created the swing the other way. Like I was, it was literally last year, this time last year, I actually got a notification of my TEDx rehearsals on my Facebook the other day. And I was like, I can't believe it's been a year, but it was that process that I was writing a TED talk and I had just got home from like, you know, six months of nonstop travel. And I was planning like five Australian events and planning a launch. And I had like four people on the team at the time. And it was like all the things that like, a version of me in the past was like, oh, this is success. Like all of these things that I'm doing and I've got people on my team and da, 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 da. And I had a friggin' meltdown. You know, I just got to this point where I didn't want to do anything. I actually got to the point where I thought I was about to be on the brink of depression. I don't have depression, but I have family members and friends with depression. And, and I just felt like that was what it felt like. I didn't want to get out of bed. Everything felt unexciting and overwhelming. And I was just uninterested in any of it. And I was just like, oh my God, like, what is this? Um, and, you know, my brother said to me, he said, um, you know, you're not listening like what you're doing isn't working, right? The way that you're living your life isn't working because previously that same year I had a similar experience um, when I was in LA, just felt like really emotionally and spiritually and mentally kind of just like a bit broken and like I didn't want to do anything and just overwhelmed. And it was just like, I think in, a, in our culture, we've kind of started to take those things as like commonplace, like, oh yeah, burning out, like that's normal, <laughs> you know? And it was really those words where I realized, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. Like we're not supposed to just be burnt out and miserable and so committed to creating results that we forget that we have a life we're meant to be living. And it was, you know, I canceled a couple of the events and obviously I got through the launch and um, the TED talk. And then after that, I just committed to, it was, a, it was at the very end of last year and I had like six weeks at home in New Zealand and I could just basically commit to I just committed to experiencing because I actually had a surgery scheduled so I was kind of enforced to rest and I just allowed myself I think as well mentally I allowed myself to just not feel like I had to move the dial on lots of things and I just stepped into such this embodied place of like peace and joy and connection and relationship and play and then that kind of has just sort of stayed with me as this new context of what really matters um both to me and then also to my business and the irony is is that I'm continuing to manifest opportunities you know it's not like you can either play or create results right they get to go together um but a big part of it is like realizing that we're already there, right? And getting out of that trap of when I get to six figures or when I get to on the cover of a magazine or when I get to a million or whenever it impacted 100,000 people, then I'll like enjoy my life or feel worthy or all of that. And we miss the whole point. Um, and I feel like I just kind of really landed in that lesson. Um, yeah. So that was kind of the journey of that. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. And yeah. I personally have obviously met you as yeah. this person that cares so much about play and yeah. fun and rest. And mm. I'm grateful for that because obviously you've been a part of my life and my career and having that inspiration from mm. you that we get to have it all. And that mm. it's important to mm -hmm. build a business from this yeah. perspective yeah. has been huge. So mm. hearing your journey, I'd love to hear more about what could you say is the biggest mistake you've done mm. as a conscious entrepre entrepreneur? Yeah. And what is one of the biggest lessons you've learned through this journey of yours? Oh, biggest mistakes. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, my biggest lesson I feel like for sure is this, this concept of like allowing rest, allowing play, allowing like, you know, one of the biggest things I always talk about is the power of relationships, right? So 
we can't build relationships if we're just always building, building on our own, being a solo entrepreneur, right? And I really believe that all opportunities, all joy, all connection, obviously connection, but comes through like a beautiful community and having relationships around us. Um, and so, you know, that makes sense that that would, you know, go hand in hand with actually allowing yourself time off to enjoy and create that. Um, so for me, the, one of the biggest things has definitely been knowing like giving myself that mental permission to take the risk when I need it it's so easy as an entrepreneur to just you know the, the to-do list not even as an entrepreneur but as a human is never-ending there's just always things that we could and should and would be doing and if we wait for the end of that list until we give ourselves a break we're never going to have one and again we live in this culture where it's really easy to assume we're just supposed to continue working until everything is done and our bodies don't work like that like really becoming tuned into my body more which is part of this play and this rest thing too like our bodies are so wise like and we I think we override them until they literally can be overridden no more and they just say we've got to change things up and that was for me like acknowledging rest, acknowledging time off, taking the rest, taking the play, um, and knowing that that makes me a way better entrepreneur and friend and daughter and all of the things as well. So that was a big lesson for me because, like, it only happened in the last, you know, 10 months. Um, And so I think the biggest mistake, honestly, has been not listening to that for so long, being so obsessed with needing – to get somewhere, you know, get somewhere else. Like when I get this, when I get that, when I get this, when I get that. And that was another part of that realization when I was journaling around that time. And it was, I literally journaled, like, I've just got to get through this. And I've got just got to get through this. Like, you know, when I get through this event, when I get through the TED talk and I was like, I'm literally getting through my whole life. Like, because if it wasn't that, it was the next thing. And if it wasn't that, it was the next thing. And I think so many of us are doing that and just saying, I've just got to get through this launch. And it's like, that's not the point. The point is to like, be in loving expansion of all of the things and obviously there's some things that we love more than others to do but I think it's really easy to get into that habitual trap of just like getting through that getting through that and I realized I just was missing my whole life and if that's the business that I need to have like that's too big of a price to pay you know what I mean like if that's how I have to live my life then I'm missing my life so what's the point of any of it um so I feel like those kind of two are like the but this like different sides of the same coin Yes. Yes. I love that. And I personally enjoy my life a lot. And yet I can relate so much to that feeling of, Mm -hmm. let me just get through this month, through this launch, through Mm -hmm. this event, Mm -hmm. through this. And it's always the next thing. Yeah. So this is such a powerful reminder. And something that I love that you brought up because I wanted to ask you about it is community. And I love Mm -hmm. you. I know you have a love a big love and passion for community building and collaboration. Mm-hmm. And for anybody listening to this episode, wondering why is collaboration and community mm-hmm. so important? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Why do you think for our businesses, for our leadership yeah. is so important to mm-hmm. prioritize community building yeah. and collaboration? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Great question. Um, I mean, I was reading on I was listening to a podcast recently and it was um, I think it was Oprah or someone who was saying that without um, community there is suffering right so it was it's like a synopsis of what they said but it was something really direct and simple like that um, we're all meant to be in community like without community without relationships without tribe without connection like we deeply desire and crave that and it literally makes every area of our life better and without that there is suffering like when we're in our hard times we're in our down times we're in our high times like what is the one thing that you want to do 
it's like share it, you know, unless you're obviously like wanting to recluse and things like that. But having the people that care about you and support you and can pull you through, like I could not, not even hope in hell be where I am today without the community of friends, clients, tribe, like everybody that's been at like peers um, that have supported me in getting to this space. So community is absolutely massive. Um, and, you know, collaboration is a really beautiful way, obviously, to build community because, um, you know, you, again, it's a, it's a part of, you know, when I started Conscious Boss, a big thing was um, the events that I started was about bringing women in business together and kind of harnessing this energy of collaboration versus, you know, competition. And it's, you know, community connection and collaboration because, Firstly, not only has my business grown massively through, you know, strategic collaborations and sharing each other's messages and and bringing things to life with other people that wouldn't be able to be brought to life with just you alone, Um, but my life is so much better because of it. You know, collaboration is really finding like-minded people that you want to do life with and create things with, and there's so many things that can't come alive alone and when you meet the right person to help you birth things you can create so much more together right so if there are entrepreneurs out there that are not collaborating right now this is for you to make sure you reach out and really go and make that a huge part of your your business your strategy not just for you in terms of strategic results but also for you as the entrepreneur as the person because you're gonna through doing that like i I've been able to surround myself with so many amazing people that continues to present awesome opportunities. So that's the power of community and collaboration just to, to build that um, environment around ourselves to be high achievers, to be supported, to be inspired. You know, like I always say, like you, you are your environment. So if you look around and you're not surrounded by those people that can support you and have your back and that you can call when something goes wrong in your business or ask advice for and support for things just feel so hard so it's so imperative to have that and you know I have people in my life that really don't have that and I can see drastically the impact of the absence of that has on their not just their life but their business and it's really sad um and it's yeah so I I can see the power of it and I also see the impact of it when it's not there as well. Um, and we're also, you know, we're all human. We crave that. We want that. We need that. Um, and these days, thankfully, there's so many ways to build it and so many places we can go to get it, even if we're like in remote places or, and if you don't have it, be the person to build it. You know, I was the first person to start my events and that built into a community, you know? So if you don't see what you want, you can also create it. I think it's a big message too. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. I love that. I personally have seen the power yeah. of community yeah. building and collaboration within my life and business yeah. as well. When I started, I have to recognize I was a little bit of a lone wolf. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> don't have time. I'm building my business. Yeah. I'm just busy. And mm-hmm. once I realized the importance, not just for my business, but how much, as you said, I was craving it just yeah. as a person. Yeah. I had all of this community, beautiful community. Mm-hmm. Um, in my life but I didn't have a community that I could relate to in terms of business not a community of people that were doing similar things um, that had similar businesses and when I built that and I started to make those friendships and connections everything really escalated very quickly so definitely love that message and for anybody out there wondering okay you say if I want if there's no community Mm -hmm. I can build it what is a piece of advice that you can give them yeah to how 
create, how to create that community. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is if you're craving something, there's likely that there's at least a handful of other people out there that are craving something similar to you, whether you're in some super remote place or not. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things of of more people, because in big cities, there's so many events and so many places you can go to connect in. But with social media these days, you know, you could definitely easily still create this online. Um, we all have in our network, like we're all like one degree of separation away from that person that we need to connect with or some opportunity. And so even reaching out to people that, you know, I am really looking to create um, a community of people around, you know, X, Y, and Z interests, right? Um, maybe it's mums, maybe it's mum entrepreneurs, maybe it's, you know, conscious parents, maybe it's single people, like whatever. There's people, if you're feeling it, other people are feeling it too. The first point I would say, like, look online, like start, like join some communities online and then maybe you can also find out, um, where some people are more locally or maybe you have a city that's like one of your main cities and you can go and either see if there's anything happening there or you could start a group there um, because you only need a couple of people then those couple of people know another couple of people like when I started my events I invited like everybody that I knew that was a woman in business <laughs> and I think we had like 15 people and then the next event we had four people right including myself and the speaker so really two people you know and then it was like seven and then th- but I kept going every single month for like 13 months until they were like 35 75 you know 80 people 100 people right and it's just being consistent and being willing to create that um yeah so knowing there's definitely people that are looking for the same thing you are and maybe it means you need to like venture a little further to to even create it or tap in um, and then also making sure you're then tapping into the resources that are available like going to events around that specific area that you're looking to build um, that's how I've generated so many opportunities is just meeting people at another event that is filled with similar people like we have to be willing to actually do something right to create it and not just sort of say, oh, it's not here, well, it was me, like putting ourselves in the oppo- in the place for where opportunity lives for us to create that. Because, um, yeah, once you meet one person, you're opened up to a whole new web of people that they know and people that want to connect. And so it's just being willing and being consistent and taking action. Yes. Yeah, taking action is kind of important too. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> an important amazing. theme. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I see that also as being resourceful and not yeah. taking a no for an answer, Yeah, which has been something huge in my yep. career. And I know that for a lot of us that are living our dream and that mm-hmm. have the business that we want and mm-hmm. that are doing what we're passionate about, that's probably one of the most key components, which yeah. is not taking a no for an answer yeah. and really being a stand for what we desire and mm-hmm. what we cr- want to create, even yeah. if it hasn't been created yet. Yes. So just being like, if there's not a way, yeah. I will create one. Yeah. But just going for it. So well, I that's really That's essentially love that. what an entrepreneur is, right? It's creating something that doesn't exist, you know, something that doesn't exist. Maybe it's in that specific way, but it's being innovative and being willing to show up and create something. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And yet I feel like we live in a society nowadays where everything is so instant. Yeah. You want water, you yes. open the tap. Yeah. You want to talk mm-hmm. to someone in the other side of the world, you yeah. just pick up the phone and FaceTime them. Mm-hmm. So when something takes a little bit longer, yeah. we tend to believe that then it's not possible. Yeah. Or is it, it's, it's me, not it's not meant yeah. to be. And I think that a lot of people have a misconception regarding how entrepreneurship looks like. And mm-hmm. what the journey yeah. is like. Oh and God, yes. so I love that you brought up the fact that for 13 months, you yeah. kept on going regardless yeah. of how many people you had. Yeah. Because that is a beautiful example mm. of entrepreneurship and leadership yeah. and just really being a stand for what you desire, regardless yeah. of what the 
the outcome presenting mm -hmm. or being presented to you at that time mm. was. Yeah. So that's huge. This is really big and I want to kind of underline it because I think that for sure we're in a time and place where entrepreneurship is super glamorized. And it was interesting when we were talking on a podcast a few months ago just about how, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, being an entrepreneur, or maybe it was a little longer ago than that, it was like weird. Like you were a weird, like that was like, it was like socially unacceptable, like more now kind of the way that jobs are becoming, you know? Um, so we're in this stage where entrepreneurship is really glamorized, but what comes with that, the danger of that is, yeah, this assumption, like you beautifully said, of things should be instant and they should happen really quickly. And like, you know, I'm year five in my business now, right? So it's like, it's very easy to forget that I was doing just the same ridiculous things that we're all trying to do when we start, like post things. And like, I look back and I'm like, what is that? Um, and also even the, all of those events, like, there was just something that said to keep going. Like it wasn't like, like I would have, I remember having moments being like, oh God, am I going to do that event again? Like I've got to find a speaker and are people going to come? And like, am I really, is it worth it? You know, so many times I asked that, but it's just something. It was little, but it was in there and it just said, yes, you're going to do it. You know, and I did it every single month. And so I want to underline that too, because I think that sometimes there's the saying, right? If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And I think sometimes that applies, but it's also like sometimes there's a little niggle that's telling you maybe there's something here for me. Maybe there's this little action will like pay off. And I think also stepping outside of transactional mindset in our business, like I did this action, it should produce this result. Like I threw an event, 50 people should come. Otherwise Huge. I'm never doing it again, you know? And it's like playing the long game in our business and knowing that we're just continuously planting seeds, learning more about ourselves, gaining information, building relationships, building momentum is massive because if we really think that everything that we do should produce a certain result, we're going to be super disillusioned pretty quickly. And that's when people quit. You know, it's a long-term game. Like, we've got to get our boots on and know we're in it for the long haul if you want to build it because there's so many things that we will never see the light of day, right? Plannings, ideas, thoughts, things that just don't actually get launched, but they're just part of the process of creating and being an entrepreneur and trying things and just being a human, really. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I completely adore that. And I love that you brought up that little thing that was yeah. inside of you telling you there's mm -hmm. something in here for me because one of the reasons why I started this podcast Sacred yeah. Leadership is because I really wanted to bring to the listeners the opportunity to understand the importance of listening or mm. focusing on both business and success strategies as yeah. well as our intuitive connection to ourselves mm. to spirit to the universe however you want to call it And I feel like a lot of times that's missing mm -hmm. and people are so focused on their intellectual reasoning, mm -hmm. which is the transactional way yeah. of seeing things. I did this, I need this, or yeah. things should work this way. I have tried for six months. That's what the majority of people do, whatever yeah. stories your mind can say. Yeah. And they don't listen to their intuition. Most of the mm -hmm. things I've built, mm -hmm. they made no sense yeah. to anybody around me. Mm -hmm. But I had that feeling yeah. and I trusted that feeling. Mm -hmm. So it's huge to really harness that ability to listen to that little voice. Mm -hmm. Like you say, there was something, something yeah. that was telling me to keep on going. Yep. And look how far you've come now, mm -hmm. thanks to listening to that piece yeah. of intuitive feeling. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think this is very big and something that a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of leaders mm -hmm. are missing. Yeah. Which is the connection with themselves, mm -hmm. with their inner wisdom mm -hmm. and their ability to channel and tap and connect. I, there's yeah. so many words that I could use to describe this, but basically what yeah. I'm trying to say is 
the ability to connect with something that's greater than yep. our minds, yep. whether that's yourself, your own wisdom or your higher self, any God you pray to, however you want to yep. describe that. Um, I think that's very, very important. So yeah. I love that you touched on that. I'm going to just highlight a couple of things. I want to firstly, I want to definitely mention the power of that in my own life because that's been massive, not just the intuitive thing, but the ability and willingness to trust the ability, like and essentially it's trusting in something higher, like trusting in the fact that, okay, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I have to trust that something is leading me towards that. And I think if we don't have that trust, if it doesn't make logical sense, we won't make that move. And that's when we block ourselves off from all of the magic, right, that I know is what, you know, you are here in the world to help people create. Um, but that sense of trust and surrender and no, not needing to know everything has been the biggest gift in my life ever. And it was something that I really had to actively cultivate because I knew that living in the life, living life in the way I was living it before was so stressful. It was like stress, overwhelm, anxiety, frustration, fear, all those things. When we feel like we have to know how things are going to go and where's the money going to come from? Where's the client going to come from? How's this going to work out? Like that was where I lived, you know? And then now this trust of like, Right, I'm being pulled into something else. Don't know what it is yet, but trust that something will figure out. And it, and it just always does. And then you remind it, okay. And then when you get into that habit and that pattern of knowing you can trust that intuition, that's where the magic is because then it just becomes your default setting. And so that's been huge for me. And I also just want to highlight for anybody listening that if you don't know Sigrid well enough yet, this is one of the wisest I'm like young woman. She's super young, but like wise beyond her years. And her mission in this world is support people and tapping into this energy. And it's, I honor you for that work and for all of the effort that you've put in to become this channel and guide for people. Because I really think that this is the solution for, you know, for us to become our own mentors, our become our own gurus, to become connected to that, to ourselves, to, and then also to embody not just amazing results and becoming everything we can be, but also like, it's very hard to relax and play if you're constantly stressed, stuck in your head, trying to logicalize how everything's going to work out. Like that surrender and that trust allows you to add so much more into your life. So developing that relationship with self is super important, um, which I know is why you're committing your, your, your life to doing this work. So Sigrid's the real deal, guys. This is, this is the girl right here for that. So thank <laughs> you so much, like love. Thank you. Mm. Thank you so much. There's something else I wanted to touch base or, or bring up with you yeah. because I know how passionate you are about helping women mm. to really step into the most abundance empowered version of themselves. Yeah. And I would like to know, what do you think that will create in the world when mm. more women are stepping into positions of successful yeah. entrepreneurship and leadership mm. and really owning the power mm. and really owning their capacity mm to be abundant and resourceful and wealthy? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful question. Thank you for asking that. Yeah. It's for me, um, it probably landed for me a little more powerfully. A couple of years ago, I went to the summit called Emerging Women Live and it was just about, you know, women in the workplace and with money and just all the things that women need to know about. And it was also super connected and beautiful in so many ways. Um, but I think it really landed for me there when I was at like a, you know, woman investing, um, panel and just really thinking about how uh, they were demonstrating that women, when we have wealth and we have power, we are the people that change the world. Like we are the people that like, we're the ones that control household spending. Generally, we are the ones that, you know, doesn't mean we necessarily the one earning most of the money based off of, you know, history, but we control where that money goes. We spend our money on community. We spend our money on philanthropy. So it's a very big difference, you know, 
traditionally to what men will ultimately spend and also do with their power when they have it. So when women are economically empowered, that's the shift that's going to change the world because we're already inherently more focused on relationships, focused on community, focused on giving back, focused on creating change. Um, And so when we have more power and more wealth, then the ripple effect of that is absolutely massive. Like that's the changing tide, right, of what's happening in the world. And so that to me is huge. Like if we can have more, if I can support more women in stepping into that and also stepping, supporting them and stepping into what they really care about that's happening in the world that they really are moved to create change in because we all have a little stirring and they're all different and that's the magic because what you care about deeply, I don't care about as deeply, but when you tell me about it, I care and then I know about it and I'm like, wow. So there's so much power in being vocal in that and being when we have like, for example, you know, myself and some friends here starting this organization because we're able to, because we have a little bit of time flexibility and we have some extra abundance of finances that we can put towards it. So therefore we can make this impact because of that. So when we're, when we're struggling financially and we're struggling, you know, economically or even in our own ownership of ourselves, we can't do much that exists outside of our current realm of survival, right? But when we step into that, um, and in my TED talk, I talk about this, um, you know, like this radically engaged zone of our life of just being financially abundant and energetically and passionate and, and aware, then we can make so much difference. So that's really like the underlying theme for me um, as to why I really care about people women specifically stepping into that um, because we're generally not as good as at putting ourselves forward and, and, and owning, you know, owning ourselves and our value. Um, and, yeah, I just think it's really necessary that we all do that so that we can get to work and make some changes. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> I love that. And I also want to share with you guys listening to this episode that Emily has shared with me a lot of a lot let's just say she's shared with me a lot um she's someone that has supported my business me in my business and in growing and scaling my business organizing my business mm. in so many ways so I really want to thank you for that oh. I've thanked I've thanked you a thousand queen times of the gratitude and <laughs> like acknowledgement I love it so much <laughs> but yes for all of you listening if you aren't yet following Emily if you haven't worked with her and you get a chance to she is the real deal Aww. and I would love for you to tell us um Yeah, there's two more questions that I want to ask sure. you. First being where and how can people find you and in what ways can people work with you? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Who knows when time by the time this <laughs> comes out. Um, so Conscious Boss is me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram a lot. It's probably the easiest way, but also ConsciousBoss.com. Conscious Boss, anything will generally lead you back to me somewhere. Um, and then in terms of working with people, um, I mean, at the moment I have some like more digital products that I've been putting out, which have a little bit of support with me, but also lots of like my past calls and things like that. And then I'm doing more sort of deep dive one-on-one stuff now. So I'm not really doing any kind of live group stuff. I've transitioned back into the deep, more kind of like one-on-one vibe. Um, so you can find that on my website or you can reach out to me on Instagram. It changes with the mood too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, um, but I'm so glad I did. I yeah. worked with Emily one-on-one and mm-hmm. this was one of the pivotal moments in my business. So oh. if you are listening to this and you look you're, or you're looking to scale your business, this is definitely a person that you want to connect with Thanks, and follow. And, yeah. Oh. So lastly, our last yeah. question. That went um, so fast. Yeah, it's <laughs> been, yeah, I agree. In your opinion, I would love to know 
what makes leadership sacred? Oh, big question. No prep on that one. What makes leadership <laughs> sacred? Uh, I think leadership being sacred has to be about something bigger than ourselves, right? Like the biggest thing for me with anything, even business, just everything, I feel like we've got to have that connection to something bigger than ourselves. Otherwise, there's just an emptiness, right? Um, so for me, I think there has to be, it has to be about something bigger than ourselves, just to be a connection to a bigger mission, a connection to support, uplifting, to, you know, equity and opportunity. So really it's about something that's, you know, bigger than us and that moves us like from our core you know otherwise I think we'll get fatigued so it has to really come from a place of just mission and support and up leveling not just us but but ourselves and community and society and the universe as a whole yeah yeah I love it mm. awesome well thank you one more time love oh for gosh, being here for sharing with us and we'll yeah Yeah, amazing. I'm so happy to have been here and I'm so proud of you for having this podcast out in the world because I know so many people need this beautiful, beautiful information. So thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you loved it, please be sure to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts since this really supports our mission of helping as many people as possible to bring conscious leadership forward for the greatest benefit of our world. I truly appreciate your support and contribution. We will be recording many episodes answering directly some of your questions. So head to my website, secretasias.com, if you'd like to send us one. Also, I release free inspirational content every day on Instagram. So if we aren't already connected, be sure to join the tribe there. Thanks again for taking the time of your day to listen to my podcast. And I can't wait to share with you on the next episode. Lots of love.